from India's largest newsroom, I'm Arun George, and this is the Times of India podcast. Ravinder Jadeja ne kaptani vapis Mahinder Singh Dhoni ko de di hai. Kya Ravinder Jadeja aur Chennai Super Kings ke beech mein wo darar a gayi hai? Ek team hai jisne kafi galtiyan kari hain is season aur wo team hai Mumbai ki team. The Mumbai Indians and Chennai Super Kings are among the most popular and successful franchises of the IPL. However, this year both are at the bottom of the points table and completely out of contention to make the playoffs. On the other hand, the two new teams of the IPL, the Gujarat Titans and the Lucknow Super Giants have already qualified for the playoffs. To decode this complete collapse of the two big teams and the rise of the two new teams, I'm speaking with K Srinivas Rao, who's the Times of India's cricket editor, and Akash Das Gupta, who's the online sports editor for the Times of India. Both of them incidentally co-host the Times of India Sportscast, a sports podcast. I started by speaking with K Srinivas Rao about the struggles of the two of IPL's biggest teams and what this means for them. Shini let's start with Chennai because it was such a dramatic season for them with Dhoni stepping down as captain and then returning as captain but failing to rescue the squad. Was it a bad decision in hindsight to change captaincy just days ahead of the tournament? So first of all I don't think they the decision to change captaincy happened days ahead of the tournament. This was certainly uh, something that they had planned for a while. Uh, now what went into that planning is is the question and and I think uh, the answers to this might probably begin right from the players auction. When uh, CSK went into the players auction were they pretty sure uh that ravindra jadeja would be their first choice of captain and that they were not looking for a captain at the auction or was ravindra jadeja chosen as the captain because they failed to pick a captaincy candidate at the auction or maybe they wanted ravindra jadeja as a stop gap for now while they groomed another in-house cricketer and that, that my choice for that would be ruturaj gaikwad we'll we'll never know until the franchise uh, speaks about it as long as ms zoni is part of that squad all right uh, as long as he wears that yellow and sits in the dugout he's the captain he's the coach he's the mentor he's the ceo he's he's everything about uh, csk and i have seen the franchise from very close quarters even mr n shrinivasan has no say in how csk functions on a daily basis nobody will deny this that this team for all practical purposes is ms dhoni's team as long as he's wearing that yellow and sitting there in the dugout okay so ms dhoni giving up captaincy then taking over and all of that at the end of the day is is revolving around that man i don't think much needs to be read into the captaincy going away from dhoni and coming back what needs to be read into is probably what happened in the interim there was this rumor that this could be dhoni's last season which now seemingly seems to have been pushed to next year but what happens now with dhoni with csk and dhoni this is a 15 year relationship all right and 15 years of successful relationship where both have given emotionally given and sought a lot from each other ms dhoni is never moving out of csk he's never going away from csk ms dhoni is as csk as csk gets right 
So again, it's only a matter of when does he stop playing. It's not as simple as the guy wearing a CSK cap, picking up a bat, wearing the pads, and coming out the bat. Let's assume if he's being bringing sixty, seventy crores uh, as sponsorship revenue to CSK. Okay, sixty percent, seventy percent of that is coming because MS Zoni is still wearing that yellow for them, and he is still a huge revenue getter. for the franchise which again mind you is something which is as important as anything else in terms of running the club so he, while the transition of the franchise happens the franchise cannot afford to take a financial hit right so he here is playing a catalyst on every front not just on the captaincy front not just on the wicket keeping front brand dhoni continues to be as valuable to csk as ever csk will want him to play his last game in chennai not just csk the broadcaster whoever the broadcaster comes in next will want ms dhoni to play his last game in chennai because we all know it's a seller for all you know next season ms dhoni might just walk in for the first game at chepok play and uh, you know say all right i'm going so i guess the answer to this as much as we are looking at it lies only with ms dhoni and what he wants to do and whether he has found the space for him to exit because it's again he'll be leaving some very very big shoes for anybody any newcomer to come and fill after his terrible run as captain in this season jadeja finally quit and there were reports that all was not well between him and the team what happens next year now given like you said there are multiple factors regarding dhoni then there is the fact that jadeja's run this year was hardly anything to write home about there is no conflict between ravindra jadeja and chennai super kings number 2 uh, the moment ravindra jadeja came to know that he was going to captain chennai super kings okay he was an excited young man ravindra jadeja went ahead invited his entire family his wife everybody for the opening game as captain now let's consider and understand one thing about uh, jadeja He's the kind of guy where people take him very lightly. People see him as fun. Suddenly, he's got to look serious. Suddenly, he's got to look like a different person. And sometimes, these things, knowingly or unknowingly, can take a toll. What happened to Jadeja was that it suddenly came as a sort of a disappointment to him that people did not see him as the leader that he was supposed to be. Captaincy didn't work for him. His fielding. Can you believe Ravindra Jadeja dropping catches? i've never seen it and add to it the whole chatter around how he wasn't marshalling the field whereas it was ms dhoni and then add to it you know csk losing again and again and again which is adding to the pressure of their bowing out of the tournament or not being eligible for the playoffs this was taking a toll on his mind so when the injury happened he knew that for a match or two he was going to be out any which ways and it did not appear that csk would make it to the playoffs he went to the franchise and he said listen guys i need a break he knew inside his mind that you know the season was not going anywhere and in that he decided that at least i should be fresh for the coming assignments you know there's a world cup this year so he decided to take a break and um, go home uh, let me add something here you know you'll be shocked to hear he did not even take a flight back home you know he decided to go by road you know why because he wanted to avoid airports so that people would not again ask him the same question again at the airport imagine what kind of a uh, mood the man is in 
people have read too much into this. He wanted to switch off and that's why he's gone away. So there is no bad blood between the franchise and the player at all. And hopefully we will see a fit and refresh Ravindra Jareja back into the CSK camp next year. Moving on to Mumbai now, um, there's been a lot said about the team's auction strategy in particular. Do you see this team after this year being sort of overhauled for next season? Did they do right at the auction? Maybe no. You owe it to the fans. Whatever decisions you take, you owe it to the fans. So that's the important bit. But fans also from a Mumbai Indians perspective are not losing sleep overnight. So if you look at Mumbai Indians between 2008 and 2010, they didn't win anything. In fact, 2008 and 2009 were disastrous years for them. They started the team building exercise and finally they managed to find their own like, you know, around 2012. And then they started, you know, their winning uh, uh, run. I'm sure they'll come back this time also. You know, I'm sure Jofra Archer is getting ready whenever his injury is over. And there's a lot of time between now and the next season. Other than Jofra Archer, I'm sure they're waiting for a transfer window where they probably will be eyeing another bowler or an all-rounder. They got their batting almost right. And yes, Rohit Sharma has suffered a lack of form. But these things happen under pressure. It's like a slump. But who knows? Next season could probably be uh, absolutely different for, for MI. And if you look at the way they pursued the auction, one thing that comes to me in my mind is that they, they actually went into the strategy that, okay, look, we really don't care what happens in 22. But 23, we need a combination. So 23, we need Jofra Archer. Why would you go and put a million bucks on a guy knowing that he's not available in 22? Which means you saw some sort of a future. You know in your mind that I want a Jaspreet Bumrah and a Jofra Archer to bowl together. There has to be some vision and I think uh, there's no harm in it. So, uh, they can, for a franchise that has won five titles, they can easily spare a season and then probably, you know, build it up again. So, even while they're at the bottom of the table, what for you are the bright spots <laughs> with Chennai and Mumbai? Lots. Uh, I'll start with Mumbai first. Um, actually, more Mumbai than Chennai. Mumbai, uh, because look at the way they have went about... Um, ensuring that they got the kind of people that they wanted. First of all, look at their attention. But look at the other investments. They go ahead and buy Tim David, who I think is, is one of the brightest guys in the T20 format anywhere in the world. All right. They did the same with Previs, you know, the South African young fellow, uh, who again, we all know what kind of a talent he is. Look at the way they went about in identifying Tilak Varma. Uh, you know, the kid from Hyderabad. And he's been such a phenomenal talent. These things will, are going to augur well uh, for them going forward. Probably they will be investing in another spinning all-rounder of sorts, you know, when the transfer window happens or getting another fast bowler. And then then you watch the same team, you know, build around uh, the new set of players and suddenly you will see changes happening. So I don't see that they really kind of messed up too much at the auction. But yes, they could have done a lot better. So, who knows, next season they may just come back. But coming to Chennai Super Kings, I have a lot of questions and I have no answers. Very few answers rather. What was their captaincy strategy? So, I'm sure they know a bit of what they're doing. But the disappointment that I see in terms of Chennai Super Kings is their inability to hold on to Chennai cricketers. Sai Sudarshan, Sai Kishore, Shah Rukh Khan, 
letting them go uh, you know uh, at a time when you yourself are building an ecosystem that is a logic i did not understand that is what is now troubling them what was the strategy here uh, if you were looking to build a young squad you should have invested in some of these guys but uh, overall yes chennai could have done better at the auction now we don't know if they have something you know uh, that they have not spoken about yet but uh, they have too many questions to answer so yeah too many things for csk to handle and um, it'll be pretty interesting how they go about this whole rebuilding process in the coming couple of years akash das gupta says that the fact that the two teams at the top of the ipl points table are newbies makes this tournament far more exciting he explains what's worked for the gujarat titans and the lucknow super giants as well as their weaknesses i also asked him who he'd pick to win this edition of the tournament given what he's seen so far akash what did you think the gujarat titans and lucknow super giants got right this year i have to say that the one thing that both of the new teams have brought to the table as far as the indian premier league is concerned is a very fresh mindset to this time remember we had the mega auction now what that actually meant was that the complexion of each and every team almost 90% of it changed drastically what helped with the two new teams was that they could sign players pre auction now this is where both the gujarat titans i felt and the lucknow super giants did uh, very very well because if you look at gujarat they pre-signed hardik shubman and rashid now i remember very clearly arun that there were there were lots of eyebrows that were raised uh, once uh, you know uh, gujarat signed these players because a lot of people questioned hardik's form shubman again a lot of people questioned his t20 caliber uh no questions of course asked about rashid what i felt that these two teams really did very well was that they brought that fresh mindset that i'm talking about into the auction and also into the tournament they picked up momentum right from the word go uh, especially the gujarat titans i think out of the first 9 matches they had 8 wins now what really worked for the gujarat titans in particular was the fact that they always found someone to step up to the plate and deliver for them out of their first eight wins they had eight different man of the match uh, award winners and that in itself tells you how much you know they relied on team strength and not just individual strength so as far as lucknow super giants are concerned there's of course kl rahul who has been captain uh, and has been doing very well and they of course had their pre auction signings in kl stoinis and ravi bishnoi the very very talented leg spinner from india Hardik Pandya has been a like you said a bit of a revelation as a captain does this change his whole profile for the indian team as well i firmly believe it really does because till you give somebody a responsibility you really don't know whether he or she has it in him or her to deliver the goods hardik being given captaincy by the gujarat titans because he's a local boy he was their first signing and they felt that they need to cash in on that and because he was their first signing and their biggest signing at that time pre auction they gave him the captaincy it was a 50-50 gamble and the gamble's paid off the way hardik has captained this team it has shown a new side to him altogether he has 
had actually a brash side to himself as well. Uh, he's someone who also rubbed a few people the wrong way. Some people felt he was too cocky. There was absolutely never any doubt to about the talent that Hardik brought to the table. After the injury and after he was sidelined and he couldn't bowl, there was of course a huge question mark. And he's really come into this IPL and blown everyone away. Hardik, there's no doubt that he will be back into the Indian team sooner rather than later. There's absolutely no doubt about it. He will play for India again very, very soon. In fact, there is some talk that he his name is doing the rounds as a stand-in captain uh, for India when India plays uh, the next T20 series at home against South Africa, which is going to be right after the IPL. Because Rohit Sharma, the regular captain, and Virat Kohli, the former captain, are both likely to be rested. Who, for you, have been the sort of breakout stars who we didn't see coming for these two teams? If you start with Gujarat, because they are table toppers and they are, they are uh, finishing the league stage as the outright toppers of the league stage. I have to say, someone like a David Miller. Uh, this is a player that no one really saw coming in terms of what he's done this season. We know what he is capable of. However, David Miller hasn't really been the force to reckon with that he used to be uh, in previous seasons of the IPL and also in international cricket. So much so that he was dropped from playing 11s. He was kept on the bench uh, more often than not. But this time around, what happened was Gujarat sort of brought him back from the cold storage. And we've seen what an impact player David Miller has been for them. Another player that I would like to mention is Rahul Tevatia, who's really impressed everybody across the board. Uh, ever since he first started making headlines for his finishing skills, the best part about him is that he can keep a cool head and he backs himself to hit the big shots. So as finisher, he's been he's been fantastic. Mohamed Shami with the ball for, for Gujarat Titans. Uh, Yash Dayal with the ball for, uh, for Gujarat Titans. As far as Lucknow Super Giants are concerned, they have someone like an Avesh Khan, who I believe is a future absolute superstar. Uh, the, the kind of talent that Avesh at this age already brings to fast bowling, it is, uh, it's very rare. Uh, Ravi Bishnoi, another very, very uh, talented youngster uh, who's coming up the ranks very, very rapidly. And of course, I have to mention the two captains, uh, KL Rahul uh, for Lucknow Super Giants. Uh, he's become the first Indian to score 500 plus runs in five straight IPL seasons. To you, what are the biggest weaknesses you see in Gujarat and Lucknow? Uh, the weaknesses that I have seen Gujarat Titans, uh, one is I think their batting perhaps is not the strongest. And uh, that is something that can sort of be exploited by whoever plays them in the playoffs. Because if you can get Shubman Gill out early, and if you can knock over Hardik Pandya, who has been consistent for them with the bat, then you can sort of trouble them quite a bit. As far as the Lucknow Super Giants are concerned, again, I would, I would mention the batting here. Not at the top. Their big weakness is their, is their middle order. If you look at numbers uh, 3 to 6 for Lucknow Super Giants, they haven't really managed to find a good settled uh, middle order. If you look at just uh, numbers uh, 3 to 4, they have tried, I think, as many as 9 batsmen across batting positions of just 3 to 4 alone. And they haven't found that, that settled sort of batting order over there. But having said that, I have to also say that cricket, like most other competitive sports, it's, it's, a, you know, it's, a, it's a game of confidence. We've 
seen that happen time and again so of course every team has weaknesses there is no such thing as the perfect team in any sport but uh, going just by going by confidence i would have to say that you would have to back one of these two teams to go all the way i mean we're talking a lot about lucknow and gujarat titans but another team that's done spectacularly this year is the rajasthan royals what have they got so right this time apart from a uh, josh butler in fantastic form rajasthan royals of course they have i have to say they've been a revelation it comes after a mega auction which means these are the players that they have uh, in their ranks going ahead for the next couple of seasons at least as well so one of the things that ara did very well according to me was get their auction strategy right and also then they did not hold themselves back to you know tried and tested strategies they kept a very open mind they were okay with trying out out of the box things and they were also okay with you know making quick changes they found momentum and they stuck with it and uh, it's really good to see uh, rajasthan royals a team that won the inaugural edition of the ipl way back in 2008 under shane wan's captaincy find their feet again because they have gone through such a long phase where they have just made up the numbers they haven't been a contender this season everything has changed rr should definitely make the playoffs and once they have those playoff matches those knockout games it's anyone's game really and given what's happened in the tournament so far would you go so far as to hazard a guess on who's favorite to win this year's ipl because four out of the five teams in contention have never won the tournament the fact that we can have a brand new champion is absolutely fantastic if you go back to say 2016 when sunrisers hyderabad won the title the next five editions of the ipl the title was shared between mumbai indians and chennai super kings this season however everything is very very different so you will in all probability see a brand new champion this time unless of course rajasthan royals go all the way and having said that i don't think you can look beyond gujarat titans this season uh they have their weaknesses but boy have i been very very impressed with the way gujarat have played this season they have come there with as a complete you know breath of fresh air and they have blown everyone away so i don't think you can really look past gujarat titans if i was a betting man i would say gujarat titans have a very very good chance of going all the way today's episode was produced by jairaj singh sunai marathe and anuja singh for a daily spotlight on people ideas and stories that matter subscribe to us we're available on ty plus spotify apple google podcasts and all other platforms of your choice for any news tips email us at tuipodcast@timesinternet.in